It has been called the greatest document in the history of humanity. Whenever and wherever people have studied and accepted its teachings, they have discovered hope, life, peace, prosperity, and deliverance from tyranny. Welcome to Romans. We are delighted today to see you here. We welcome our wonderful studio audience right here in beautiful Moore Park in Southern California. Today's topic is, wait for it, here it comes. Romans. Some say the most important, most significant book that was ever written in the history of the world. And we are going to discover today, if it were not for the book of Romans that virtually nobody knows anything about today, there would be no America, no freedom, no democracies. Now, I'm going to start by talking about some objections that I get, not from my close friends, but from lots of people. They say, um, don't you get it? Don't preach the Bible anymore. You preach too much of the Bible. Tell me, don't, don't preach the Bible because it's so, so dreadfully heavy and it's so boring. Um, we prefer our ministers to be comedians. <laughs> Lots of funny stories. Let me tell you why I believe in the teaching of substance instead of trivia. Here it is. Uh, a, first point, you can't live on bread alone. And if you try just to live on bread alone and ordinary things, the Bible says you're going to just shrivel up and you're going to die. You're going to die spiritually and you're going to die eventually physically. I want you to take your Bible, come over here to Matthew chapter 4 and uh, verse 4. And we come to the words of Christ. Matthew 4, verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You can't live on bread. You can't just live on ordinary things alone. I could almost rest my case and say, just look at the world. Look at the world. Look at America. Is it getting better? Is, is it getting worse? What's happening to the very soul of America? I would suggest to you there's been a, a widespread departure from the word of God. Uh, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Have you ever asked yourself the, the searching question, why are there so many suicides in America? Every year, 50,000 people say, it's not worth it. A million say, it's not worth it, but they fail even in suicide. You know about Robin Williams, such a funny man, uh, such a nice person. Um, such, uh, I'm told, such a caring person was Robin Williams. 
But like so many of the Hollywood stars that appear to be so full of joy and everything else which is good, they find that life is not worth living. Would you like to know why? We're born with a great emptiness inside. You've got it without God. A great emptiness inside. We call it the God-filled blank because God made us for him. I think it was St. Augustine who said, our souls were made for God. They cannot rest until they rest in him. Every person is empty inside. We're told that we're born again also by the word, not by funny stories told by funny people. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. If you take some wheat seeds uh, and you put them in the ground, uh, those wheat seeds will germinate and bring forth a harvest because there is life inside the seed. God says uh, that the seed of life is found in the words of Holy Scripture. And we're born again through the reading of the Word of God. Now, I preach from the Bible for many reasons because Firstly, I believe it is the right thing to do and I believe that people who have turned away from the word of God as far as spirituality is concerned, they have become great irrelevancies. I believe that God has his people who will respond. I've had the privilege to, of preaching to millions in the old former Soviet Union. I remember the leader of the KGB, General Vladimir, who stayed behind and he said to me, don't forget us, we too have souls. We too, he, he said, don't forget us, we too are empty inside. An American communist, is it possible? Well, a man watched their program out in Sin City, Las Vegas, an American communist, brought up in an American communist home but was empty inside. He told us, I was completely empty inside until I got to know Christ. You know what we try to do? We try to fill up the emptiness with money, food, sex, entertainment, thrills. Give me more, give me more, give me more. And the black hole just gobbles it all up. Now, the true gospel is revealed through the word. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 12 is a difficult verse for people to comprehend. Paul says, For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is very hard for every person watching the telecast to comprehend and understand. It was very hard for me to understand. A man in Texas came to my meetings. He said, he came to a series of lectures on the book of Romans. He said, uh, I've been brought up in our church, keeping all of the commandments. But he said, I was always beating my back 
because, because I was never good enough. And he said, I was empty inside. So if the gospel is not revealed to you supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, you won't get it. You'll be super religious and that's it. John Wesley went along one evening, England, and heard a layman read Roman Martin's, Martin Luther's preface to the book of Romans. And as he heard the preface of the book of Romans, he got up and he stopped, he said, stop the meeting, stop the meeting. He said, as he read about Romans and read from Romans, I felt my heart strangely warmed. That's not just religion. Most religion is bad. Only the religion that comes from God can lead to God. Don't forget it. I'm going to make you a promise. This is not going to be easy for you to fulfill. If you read your Bible for 30 minutes a day, a spiritual miracle will happen in your life. So it's too hard. Well, then the miracle's not for you. But if you will consistently read your Bible for 30 minutes every day, prayerfully with an open mind, a miracle will happen in your life, a miracle of grace. You've got to open up to God. So as we go through the book of Romans, and this is not going to be an exegesis, but as we touch on the highlights of Romans, we ought to be praying earnestly that God will give us a revelation, not more religion. Most religion, almost all man-made religion is junk. But we should pray for a revelation from God. Now come to Romans chapter 1, verses 1, 3, and 7. As we start our two-part series on the book of Romans, I'm just going to try to give you the heart of Romans so that you can read it. Romans 1, verse 1. Paul, a bondservant, a doulos, a slave of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. And then if you notice verse 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The gospel is about Christ, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Verse 7, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a revelation there for an observing mind. You ask people, what's the gospel? Oh, the gospel is uh, how I can do this and how I can do that. That's not the gospel at all. That's not the gospel at all. The gospel is not about us. It concerns us. But the gospel is not about us. Contrary to a million sermons, to the contrary. The gospel is not what you ought to do. The gospel is about what God has done for you. It says, it is the gospel concerning uh, his son, Jesus Christ. So let it get down into the molecules of your mind and tell yourself, the gospel is not about me, it's about God and how good he is. 
This letter was carried by Phoebe under her gown, written by Paul the Apostle to Rome, a city that was full of corruption, sexual depravity, perversions, cruelty, slavery, ruled by despots and tyrants. Just like the world we are living in today is trending. Written to the Romans. Today, the Frenchman said, it is the greatest masterpiece the human mind has ever conceived or realized. But it takes effort to understand it. It is not easy. I'm not teaching today an easy religion. I don't believe in it. If it costs you nothing, it's worth the same. Tyndale, who was burned for his faith and who gave us our Bible, the English Bible said it's good, glad and merry tidings that makes a man's heart to sing for joy and his feet to dance. And so if a miracle occurs and you receive a supernatural revelation from God, if this happens, then you will know in your own soul good, glad and merry tidings. It'll make your heart to sing for joy and your feet to dance. I ask this question. I want you to think about it. If everything I've told you so far is true, if Tyndale, the great British reformer, was true, if it's good, glad and merry tidings, it makes a man's heart to sing for joy, why are there so many miserable churchgoers? I put it to you. You laugh about it. The reason is they've got religion, but they haven't got the gospel. They are deceived. The gospel is the good news about God. Don't you know that the Inquisition, the bloody Inquisition, the people who worked the rack and stretched people out until they burst were clergymen. The whole system was a religious crusade. They were religious, but they were not Christians. Richard Dawkins says, there you are, it proves that Christianity is wrong. No, it doesn't. It proves that there is a counterfeit Christianity and most people seem to have it. That's why they're so... If you meet a person in church who's sour, self-righteous, critical, then look past that person. Luther who gave us the Protestant Reformation, said this is the chief part of the New Testament and uh, the purest gospel. And that is why I don't apologize to you. I don't apologize to the audience. I don't apologize to the audience and say, oh, look, I'm terribly sorry. I'm not a dancing, laughing, clowning pastor. No, I'm not. I belong to the old school of uh, 
biblical scholarship where we believe that God speaks through his word. Now, I meet some other people, they say, oh, but you missed the point. I don't need to read the scriptures. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Listen, okay, let me tell you, folks, something. In the scriptures, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is the same as being filled with the word. If you think you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're not obeying the word of God, then you are deluded. Because a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit is also filled to the top with the word of God. So if you want to be filled with the Spirit, my friend, you better get back to the reading of Scripture. Start with 30 minutes a day. And you say, I, look, look, it's just too hard, my friend. Ask God to help you to overcome your spiritual laziness. You say, no, but that's, um, I, I don't like being, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But I'm sorry if I offend you. The price and the prize are equal. Think about that. The price and the prize are equal. To be filled with the Spirit is to be filled with the Word. I've got, as a pastor, many years people come to me and they say, oh, I've got this spiritual problem. Uh, how much time do you spend reading? Well, I don't. How much time do you spend telling, oh, that's all I do. No wonder you're such a mess. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let me tell you how great this book is that was written by Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The preaching of the Romans. The preaching of the Romans brought about the Protestant Reformation. The Protestant Reformation, is that a big deal? Well, people don't realize before the Protestant Reformation, there was zero freedom in the world, no freedom. There was an apostate, corrupt church, and people were, for their faith, were being burnt alive. The Protestant Reformation gave us freedom, brought about the collapse of religious tyranny. Religious tyranny? What is that? It is where the church told you what you had to do, what you had to think, and how you could be saved by paying of money. So we had freedom, collapse of religious tyranny, the rise of democracy. Who came over here to America? Were they atheists, I ask you? Were they communists, I ask you? Were they the members of the great state church, I ask you? People say, well, I don't know. My American friends find out the people who came over on that tiny little boat came over with the Bible and they had been born and bred in the understanding of the book of Romans. And this is why today we have uh, <laughs> the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. People say, no. I've had some people who were so ignorant tell me that America was founded by atheists. I just say, how dumb can you get? What a perversion of church history. What a changing of church history. 
the Protestant Reformation, freedom, collapse of religious tyranny, the rise of democracy, you wouldn't be here today. You would not be celebrating the rights of Americans were it not for the book of Romans. But the devil has deceived most of us. And now most of us have a religion which is based on trivia. My appeal is an appeal to scripture. Romans, when accepted, brings peace, health, power, prosperity, freedom, and eternal life. And my purpose is not a verse-by-verse exegesis, but a broad outline of the great theme of Romans. So put your thinking caps on. Romans 1. The gospel of Christ is the only solution. And the pagan secular world without the gospel stands condemned under the wrath of Almighty God. Romans 1, 1 to 3. Look at it. Romans 1, 1 to 3. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, the good news, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. So the gospel is not about us. It's about God and what he's done. And there's only one solution to the human dilemma. Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. It means for white people and black people and Jews and Gentiles, Australians, Americans, and everybody. There's only one solution. Now, you don't get a lot of good news in Romans chapter 1. Romans 1 and Romans 2 prepare us for good news by telling us the bad news. Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. The Bible here talks about the wrath of God. Oh, what an old-fashioned, hideous idea. Very few churches talk about the wrath of God. I'm here to tell you today that the God we worship and the God we serve is not a cuddly teddy bear He is the awesome God of righteousness who loves us, but who cannot tolerate evil, the wrath of God. And then it talks about the sins of the world. Romans 1, 24 and 25. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. So people put the creature in the place of the creator. And verse 26 and 27 describes the sins of the pagan world. For this reason, 
God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burn in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. As the ancient world of the old Romans got away from God, the Bible says, as they turned from the Creator, they indulged in all sorts of perversions. Now, I want to say very plainly here, I stand by Scripture. But God loves the gay community just as, he's, as he, much as he loves the straight community, uh, society, straight community. And Christ died for all people, for gays, lesbians, bisexuals, heterosexuals. Christ died for everybody, but the wrath of God is revealed. And verse 29 and 30, these are terrible verses. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, these are the sins of heterosexuals too. Wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. And Romans 1 starts with this tremendous chapter where it says, the wrath of God is revealed. So Romans 1 tells us, that the world outside the church is lost and damned under the judgments of God. And if the world needs anything, my friend, uh, it is not good advice. It is good news. And the good news follows in just a few moments. God has got a time and a place for everything. Nothing happens by chance. In spite of the powers of darkness, nothing can destroy the church of God. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the gospel is not about you and me. It is the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. What and where is heaven? This DVD series from John Carter will be yours with a gift of $50 US or $70 Australian. Write to us at the address on the screen. Visit carterreport.org, your home for inspirational teaching. Time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept His free gift of eternal life. And then, you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. 
If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone, fellowship with other followers of Jesus, get baptized, read your Bible and pray. Choices, we make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.